Welcome to At WCSU and congratulations to all of the 2020 high school graduates tuning in. This is the award-winning podcast that dives deep into Western Connecticut State University. I'm Paul Steinmetz and I'm here with engineer Pete Puccio. Would you like to hear our lineup today, Pete? Oh, sure. Okay. We have Susie Asamoah. She's the president of the African Caribbean Student Association. We have Harrison Tanadung, who is president of the Black Student Union, and Anna Adabambo, president of the Student Government Association. And soon after we begin talking with them, uh, they were joined, we were joined by Charlotte Beauvais, the president of Speak Truth to Power, another student organization here on campus. So it's a pretty high-powered group. Pete, were you ever the president of anything when you attended Westcon? Oh, geez. Uh, I was trying to answer seriously. I don't think so. Certainly not any, any you know, university-sanctioned clubs or organizations or anything like that. Yeah. I don't uh, know that I've ever been president that. of anything. No, I have not either. Huh. Life goals. <laughs> I know something to uh, <laughs> something to aspire to. Aspire to, like with Susie Harrison, uh, Anna, and uh, Sharla, yeah. who are already ahead of us. So we're going to talk with these four students about a statement that they put out to everyone on campus, explaining what the murder of George Floyd means to them and what they would like to see from the WestCon administration and students. For instance, they all urge students to vote as a way to engage in civic change. But that isn't all, and we're going to hear more from each of them. We'll also tune in one more time to Chantel Williams, who was our student co-host until she graduated. She came back to campus to speak to the crowd that marched on Midtown in honor of George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. Now, Pete and I return to the historic basement of Whitehall for our discussion. Susie. Uh, Anna, Harrison, and Sharla all called in, so you will hear some variation in sound quality. Thanks again, COVID-19. Still, it was a good conversation, so let's take a listen. Anna Adabambo, you're the president of the Student Government Association. What were you hoping to achieve when you put out your statement with the Black Student Union and the African Caribbean Student Association? Um, so the statement, I knew I wanted to put something out, but I also didn't just want to put something on Instagram. I felt like this was an issue that, you know, no. was more, you know, we put events on Instagram. I felt this was something that was much more important, especially since, you know, I've been hearing you know, maybe not murder on campus, but, you know, things um, like ins like instances of microaggression, bias um, from all groups, whether it's students or faculty. Um, one thing I kept in mind is I always hear, you know, like SG is kind of like exclusive or has that perception. And it's like we have, you know, the budgets, the um, influence and I kind of wanted to I kind of felt that I it wouldn't be right to just put this statement out alone and I felt you know ACSA and BSU um that's really like that affects them and you know I went to be a couple BSU meetings I hopefully will make a couple ACSA meetings this year 
Um, and I felt like a lot of students, especially black students feel like that's, you know, one of the only clubs where they feel, um, comfortable, especially, you know, with the stories I hear, I just, you know, I felt it was only right to include them. Um, and also BSWA as well. Mm -hmm. How about you, Susie? What were you, um, what was the message you were hoping to give to the campus? Um, so I see a lot, um, of Westcon staff usually always saying like, we're with you, we're for you, you know, this is your time to shine on campus. But then as soon as, um, you know, problems hit for us that actually do matter, we're kind of, they're kind of silent about it. And it's just like, oh, what happened to you're with us kind of situation? It's like, if you're with us, stay with us. And I feel like um, African Caribbean Student Association putting that out, I think it was a reminder for people to know like, yes, we're with you. Um, we got your back. And even if pe um, people don't really associate themselves as like African-American, cause like, it's like, you can't be the oppressor and then be oppressed. You can't be like the slave master and then you're the slave, you know? So I kind of want people to know like, yes, we have your back. We know what you're going through. We definitely see the problems within our country, definitely in African countries and definitely in Caribbean countries. It's not just here. So we wanted to emphasize the fact that we have you, we got you, and definitely, indeed, like, we will continue to support you throughout this whole process as a club, as a family, and on West Con campus. So, yeah. Good. How about you, Harrison? Um, for the Black Lives Matter, um, like, protest, like, this is something that, you know, the BSU is all about. So we just wanted to show, like, you know, like, this is not the first time that something like this happened in the world. And it could be related back to our campus. And like, we wanted just to show our support and like, just make sure that our voices are still being heard. Like, so, like, means that, you know, we're there for them. And we want also, like, to spread awareness to like, students who are not part of the club as well. Yep. Do you feel like you are lacking allies on campus, that uh, people who are not part of uh, Black Student Union or who are African-American students or, um, uh, you know, African-Caribbean students are not uh, engaged in the issues that you brought up in your statements? Um, so last semester when there was like the, uh, the like incident that happened on campus, Yep. Um, you mean the uh, posters that were put on campus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at the, the the rally that was organized, there wasn't a lot of students. Mm -hmm. um, the other day when that was uh, that we organized that one, there was even freshmen that haven't even really, like attended school yet. Like mm -hmm. the first year of in the fall, so I felt like there was a lot of support there. There was a lot of people, uh, black, white, Asian, Hispanic. How about you, Susie? Okay. So I feel like um, if it doesn't pertain to them, I feel like they don't care about it whatsoever. And it could happen to them, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like since African-Caribbean, uh, BSU, SGA, since the majority of us are minorities, we do care about it because it's an everyday thing for us. It's been happening, happening to us since we were little. From like Emmett Till to now Breonna Taylor to George Floyd, it's like an ongoing thing. 
And I feel like if it doesn't happen within their community, they more so don't care. They're more so like, they're like, okay, I will support you, but we don't know how you're feeling, so we'll just leave it alone. And it's kind of like hurtful because the majority of people that go to WestCon are white. And I just feel like if you want to support me through my club or whatever, support me through my problems, support me through what I'm going through, support me through things that I'm telling you that we need to fix in the world instead of like disregarding it and making a trend. And then as soon as like it dies down, you're like, okay, back to regular programming. It just doesn't work like that. So I feel like definitely I see a lot of uh, Asians on campus. Um, I feel like they need to be more supportive. We They're oppressed too. So I feel like their community needs to support Blacks. I see a lot of Latinos, um, Latinas, matter of fact, Hispanics in general, I feel like they need to support more, but I feel like they don't really identify themselves as Black, so they try to, like, refrain from that, and it's just, like, kind of, it's like a cover-up for them. Hmm. Um, I see a lot of, let me see, it's just a mixture of a lot of us that are oppressed that we don't really talk about, and it's just, like, kind of annoying, because this is an everyday situation. Like, why am I so tired of the same thing that's been happening since I was, like, five, and I'm 20 now? Come on. Mm-hmm. It's just like I feel like we just need to really stick together, and people at West Grand Campus and need to like realize that like the, the diversity that's happening. We need to like stay with me. Like I emphasize the stay with me. So it's just like I'm not feeling alone. It's what ninety percent white on campus. Let's do better and like organizing and coming to things that actually do matter. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Let's take a break here and welcome Sharla, who has joined us. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you? Good. Sharla, which, are you associated with one of these groups specifically? Yes. Okay, so I'm here representing Student Government Association as, and as well as the Truth to Power, which is a group on campus that was created to um, have a safe space for students to come together and acknowledge the things that goes on and hold um, administrative side accountable for um, the things that they provide, the services that they provide for us, because um, it's a community that will benefit if we both are working together, Um, as opposed to working against each other or trying to, um, or not really hearing each other out so this this is why um we created um speak truth to power so we can start conversations and um instead of preserving the culture that's on campus we want progress and change mm-hmm. so good uh i was gonna ask anna about i'm sorry anna about um you mentioned microaggressions on campus is this something that you've seen uh just recently, I guess we weren't really on campus when uh, George George Floyd was murdered, but uh, so are you talking about since you've been here on campus, or uh, has there been an increase? Um, it's, it's, I wouldn't, I don't want to say increase or decrease, because that's really my perception, mm-hmm. um, and I don't even know if I could, if I even had numbers on it, that that would be accurate, because so many times it's just something that happens when, you know, you're passing to class or like you're getting um, food in the dining hall. So, and some people don't even realize it's a microaggression. So um, I don't know how, I remember like when I was younger, I had box braids on 
and these girls are like, you have spiders and you have spiders in your hair. And I just, it took me like years later to realize that that was like, I don't even know if that's a microaggression. I think that's actually above that, but that's another conversation. Mm. But at the time I was just like, you would see spiders moving. Like my, my thinking was just like, I don't understand where they got spiders from, but like now I realize, you know, that was, that wasn't them being, um, I don't even know the right word. Like I, that wasn't them being like ignorant or like unintelligent or not knowing that was them like intentionally pointing out that my hair was like different than everyone else's. Um, microaggressions. I don't even, I, I remember hearing some like uh, in the fall, but I can't, I can't think of like one instance. Well, we're talking about just the feeling on campus, right? We were talking about allies and, um, uh, how uh, conditions and atmosphere is on campus for uh, African-American black students or uh, any student of color, right? Not just them. There's uh, LGBTQ, et cetera, other uh, groups that are not part of the so-called mainstream, right? And how, what the feeling is. Uh, Susie? Okay, uh, so I'll use myself as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once people hear my major, my minor, and see my GPA or whatever, or like the way I even talk in class sometimes when I'm passionate about like a certain topic, it's like, oh, my teacher will be like kind of shocked. Like, oh, I remember one time one of my professors on campus was like, oh, you know, you talk white. Like, where are you from? Mm-hmm. And it was just like, a, Ooh. I was like, oh, what's that supposed to mean? And it was just like, ooh. And then I think it was something about, like, my scholarship getting involved. And it was like, oh, so, like, you're really smart. Like, how does it feel to be, like, you know, a smart person from the Bronx or, you know, you're a black girl. And it was just like a, like, what is that supposed to mean? Like, what does my intelligence have to do with my color? And it was more of, like, if you're going to, like, minimize me, like, like, just don't do it. Don't even speak up to really let anything come out your mouth just like that. Because at that point, I could have really showed you, you know, the type of person that I am. But it was just like, you know what, kind of thing. And I think that's a lot of things that goes on at WestCon that people don't see, which is kind of really annoying. But, you know, it's just starting to come out into the light. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, were you going to say something? Yes. Okay, so where do I begin with my microaggression? Um, I think coming to WestCon has always been a puzzle for me. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So for me to leave my comfort, the city where people do talk to each other or try to understand each other, or maybe they won't understand each other, but um, there's still a line of respect there. Um, I think um, what I've been noticing on campus at Western Connecticut is that there's a lack of understanding. There's a lack of open-mindedness. There's a lot of um, it's it's almost like nobody's willing to learn. It's not really welcoming to to do things that may look outside of the norm. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll give an example. I'm sorry. Let me just retrack my mm-hmm. steps really quick. That's okay. There's 
the microaggressions that I've experienced is perce- perception of beauty. Mm-hmm. So my what I what I deem as beautiful, others may not see that or um, may not understand, like, you know, why I feel the things that I wear, how I express myself, um, that it's a part of me, part of my identity. And it's almost instead of like asking me like uh, um, about my culture, it's looked down on um, instead of understanding a little bit about me. Um, people just assume Mm-hmm. I take the time out to learn and understand other people's um, perspectives, why they live the way that they do. And I think it's because coming from a, such a diverse background and seeing that everybody, um, nobody is really alike. Everybody's their own person. Everybody makes their own choices and everybody should be held accountable for their own personal things. Um, we, because the population is so small of the minorities, we get like grouped together. And just if one person um, who hasn't had much experiences of speaking up for themselves, and if they're speaking up for themselves, they come off as aggressive because mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you my point of view, but you're tuning it out because you have no understanding of where I'm coming from to begin with. So there's no connection. And I think that's a huge issue that we have. We're not willing to understand each other. How come I know that a Caucasian person, right? They're here. They, they will shower. I'm sorry. I'm saying they, please excuse any, um, please excuse any, um, pronouns or, or anything I'm just trying to speak from the heart yep. and I really I, I understand that you have to be very careful with your words nowadays because mm-hmm. we can't just be open and honest and just raw and that's another issue we can't just speak and and see where we're coming from we always have to like put on a different mask to um accommodate for other people's feelings I always have to be mindful that I'm a black woman everywhere mm-hmm. that I go mm-hmm. I have to watch my tone even if I, I, even if I know what I'm saying is right, or maybe I am wrong, and I admit that I'm wrong, as as long as I can hear another perspective, change my mind. I'm open to that. I never understood why people, I mean, white people wash their hair almost every day, but that's because you, white people hair gets a little bit more oily than a person of color. My hair needs oil in order for it to grow see that's a difference Hmm. but nobody's gonna ask me that why do i wear my hair the way that i do you know you don't know me nothing about me but yet you have such a strong opinion no facts about me and that's the issue the narratives that they're putting out of the students on campus if we we come to college looking for a great experience we see the things on 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 tv the movies everything the dreams that we want to live and everything we come and we try to live a little i'm an i'm a resident director as well so i see on both ends how students act and guess what we all act the same way when we're trying to have fun we do the same stupid things you want to know why because our frontal lobes do not develop until we're in our late 20s -hmm. right and until people understand all of this like, we just always have to just be mind- mindful of ourselves and stop minding other people's businesses, and maybe it'll be a better place. Mm-hmm. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Maybe it'll be a better place. Leave the place 
better than you got there, maybe we'll be in a better world. I don't know. But that topic is something that I deal with left to right because I always have to be mindful that I'm a black woman. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I am too passionate, I, I'm hysterical. I, my emotions is getting, my emotions are like controlling my thoughts. No, I process my thoughts and I, you know, like I get to know myself and I'm willing to get to know people. And that's where like we clash. We're not willing to get to know one another. That's what an ally is, right? Maybe not part of, uh, may, you know, I can be an ally of black women without being a black woman, right? If I right. Uh, am willing to listen and ask questions and have a discussion. Right. We don't know everything. And until we understand and it's okay that we don't know everything, mm-hmm. we'll be fine. I'm okay that I don't know everything. I don't want to. But as long as people can educate me, I can educate them. You put me onto good books, good knowledge. You lift me up instead of belittling me. If I said something wrong, correct me. Don't, don't look down on me. Mm -hmm. If my grammar, if I said a sentence incorrectly, because I've been oppressed in my neighborhood and I see how resources are not dispersed, um, to lower economic um communities and then you come here and you compare and you see the difference thank god i came to connecticut it was meant to be Mm -hmm. because now i see the things that i couldn't see and maybe we just need to get out our comfort zones and that's it so the uh march that was held last week was a um to highlight the murder of george floyd but also to or it seems to me that it also had the effect of uh, uh, maybe helping start the conversation, right? And talking about uh, uh, the speakers talked about where they were coming from. Harrison, you were one of the speakers. You were um, trying to make a connection with the audience and beyond, right? Yeah. Um, President Clark's speech was very similar to like the last one from last semester so i just wanted to like like show him that like giving out the same speech at times that you feel like you feel for us but not like actually doing anything is problematic like he wanted to like basically say oh students of color who want to become police officers but police officers are just part of this problem we need like you know better social workers more teachers so if you want to fund people who are going to better our entire community, that should be happening, police officers. So, and then, like, when outcry, you know, came from the students, he was like, oh, I guess, you know, to calm him down, he wanted to um, change the mascot. But that's been, and that, that's a conversation that's been here before I was even a student. Mm-hmm. So it's like, using, using that, it's not like, not something like okay, it's the right, it's in the right direction, but it didn't come from the heart because I was in the office with him for two hours with a few other students last semester. That was one of the things we talked about, and he waited until this incident happened for that to take actually too long. So yeah, Anna, you've been uh, involved in the 
change of the uh, the discussion about the mascot, which is a colonial and our uh, actual uh, uh, costumed mascot that goes around the campus is called Colonial Chuck. You've been part of the group that's talking been talking about this for a long time, right? Um, so, yes, I remember not so much two years ago, but definitely um, last year, like end of my sophomore year and then beginning of my junior year. So this past fall semester, um, the conversation, I mean, to me, it's always felt like there's been the same amount, but I felt like there was much more of a push last semester with STP. I know they even, Sharla can elaborate with um the research they were doing. Um, and then SGA, we did do our own outreach with senators asking like their friends and their classmates how they felt. And it's been, it just seemed to be um, something that the students wanted and some faculty were for, but not the right faculty to, or administration to really get a push. Mm-hmm. So as a SGA president, how do you feel about it now? Get the, um, this, um, push to change the mascot and what are you, uh, what's the SGA and other student organizations going to do about it or hope to do about it? I'm glad that there is an official push or initiative for it. Um, I, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I do wish that there was a bit more time because I just felt, you know, it was whatever evening during the week and 30 minutes, you know, 30 minutes before I was put out publicly, that's when I found out about it. And again, like I like to plan and it just seems, you know, and the timing of it wasn't received well by alumni, um, students, some, some students didn't even realize this was a conversation. So I just wish it was a little bit more time between, because um, I heard it earlier that morning, I was in a meeting and well, there's a potential mascot change. So I'm like, okay, maybe like in the beginning of the fall. And then I find out later that day that it's being announced that evening. So um, it was just kind of like, I appreciate it. I'm glad it's happening, but in terms of timing wise and planning, I like to plan. So I just didn't feel like I got enough of a chance to even talk to um, the rest of the e-board about it. Yeah. What do you all, uh, how, what's your uh, feeling about, what do you want to see happen now about just the mascot or the, and the um, nickname, particularly the uh, colonials or what do you want to see? How do you want to see us progress now? Well, when we're last semester, basically the idea was to um, have like, like, like a bunch of students come in and like start like you know giving ideas for the next mascot, and then like the entire school would have a vote on the best, and like the best whoever came with the best one, like there was some prize for them. I'm not sure what it was exactly, but I'm, I'm sure it wasn't money or anything. But like the student would receive like some prize for like the best idea. So I saw somebody want to do like Danbury Hatters, just like for a high school. Mm-hmm. And then the comments there was people this naming random animals, but <laughs> that was... <laughs> to add on to what Harrison said, mm-hmm. um, so the conversation, the way it started was um, to make 
the discussion more inclusive and making it um, as well entertaining so we can build the bridge of community and mm -hmm. our on, on campus. So we were trying to make it as a, a competition so um, students can come together, get in groups and display the best idea of like how we should represent our school, the pride that we want our school to have and all of that. So um, yeah, um, SCP actually made a, a funny little joke and um, suggested the WCSU hamsters um, <laughs> just because it would make halftime more fun. Just imagine the, the huge, um, the wheels, the bubble wheels, everybody's just competing against each other, racing and, you know, like, and see who makes it to the other end and maybe they'll receive something, you know? So we were trying to make it more fun, something where everybody feels that they are a part of with no hesitation, mm -hmm. no hesitation. Good. You know? Yeah. Do you think the hamsters is what's going to end up being the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. The players will have a little, I don't know how um, <laughs> terrifying we may be on the field with the hamsters, but, you know, it was, it's something to at least spark a joyful conversation. Mm -hmm. We were trying to get some positive feedbacks just because we wanted to eliminate the, the controversy of the mascot. Because I'm not sure if um, you guys were aware, but the history of the transitions of the mascot, so prior to Colonial Chuck, it was the Redskins. So in my mind, it's, it's a little fascinating or like baffling that we went from the ones who were oppressed to the oppressors. And also, we're using the symbol of colonialism, right? So um, their values, I'm, I'm also like huge on history, their values, um, you know, they don't want women to have rights. They don't want, like, people of color to read and write. They wanted to just make sure, you know, people stay stagnant so, you know, capitalism can grow at its um, maximum, you know. So um, if someone like me, a Black woman, comes on campus and see a colonial, someone who told me that I wasn't allowed to read and write, at an instant as at an educational institution that that puzzles me a little mm -hmm. you know how can something i'm coming here for education and i have like this like little reminder that you weren't even supposed to be here mm -hmm. you you are not welcome here you may get your papers but you don't belong here this is you don't not at all. You know, like just looking back at the history and understanding and connections we use, we like symbols because it represents something to us. So what does colonial represent? Yep. Very interesting. Susie looked like she wanted to say something. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's kind of interesting. Well, I'm going to read off something real quick mm -hmm. off my statement. Mm -hmm. um, I was trying to um, write my statement like, there are instances where um, colonial, colon, I don't know how to say the word, colonial, we're going to get there, but I don't know how to say that word, um, are like racist and violent, you know, the exploitation that they had um, through like history, right? Mm -hmm. So then when I came to WestCon, um, 
it was like a oh like this is our mascot like who does he represent so i'm just like after the history like doesn't anybody kind of see a problem with it so i think when we were trying to like enforce it and change it it just like hit like a nerve and i was just like i get it's history i get it but don't you guys see the background behind it and i think it's more so um alumni that are upset about it more so the students and i kind of want to think um i think his name is ethan Mm-hmm. Ethan Chan. I yeah. think that's the one that started the petition. Um, I kind of wanted um, to thank him just for the fact that he kind of sparked an idea that we need to focus on on campus. Even if the whole um, Black Lives didn't matter, even if that whole controversy didn't start on campus again, just the change of the mascot meant like so much to us. Because I'm trying to figure out it's a it's a white male, it's a colonialist, it's a just a person of bad things. So how does that represent? the school's culture you know what does it represent so i think um the changing i'm fine with it i'm perfectly fine with it i'm actually happy that we're actually changing it but um like harrison said people naming um different animals i feel like the animals we should like you know look into it and see where we could get at the hatters wasn't a bad idea but i just feel like i wanted to represent women lgbt community immigrants Black students, students of color, just everybody in general. We need a variety of things that do represent us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, Anna, how are you going to manage all that uh, uh, discussion and uh, bringing it all together along with uh, other organizations like uh, Speak Truth to Power? Um, it's definitely, it's going to be a challenge, but... I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's kind of like if I'm that type of person who's like, if you want to do something right, do it yourself. So I feel like I'm able to do like guide the process, making sure that everyone who wants to have a say will have a say. Um, So one thing I'm thinking of is like doing a form where it's open to the public and people submit their ideas Um, There should be a vetting process for each just to check any background on any controversy so we don't accidentally pick something else that's controversial um, or something, you know, I I remember one friend texted me the idea about the whales, Um, Westcon whales was like an idea and she was like, yeah, like I started asking my friends about it because I saw it online. And they were like, yeah, well, um, people who are like plus size often get like called whales and like a negative connotation. So, you know, rival school, like students from rival schools or even people, you know, may call, um, you know, something that's supposed to be positive in a mean way. So that's something I never even thought of. Like, I've definitely heard whales in that context, Mm. but um, so that's why I think there should be some sort of like screening after we get everything. And then after that, um, I have been advised to loop in alumni, student athletes, and faculty and administration. But I also do want to make sure that, you know, the original promise from the university was that this was student-led. So finding a balance between all that is um, it's definitely going to be tricky. But once I work out the fine details, like, are we going to have Um, proofs of the drawing when we're voting or are we just going to vote on a concept so you know the details I I definitely can get into the details because that's things that I think are important Um, 
So that's, and I can't even, I was trying to think like, what's a timeline for this? And I really, it could be something that's done um, before the beginning of the semester, or it might be something that might not even be finalized until next May. So Mm. definitely a lot up in the air. So I just need to really, um, I'm doing a discussion later today with the rest of SGA members. So we're going to kind of see where everyone's at. And I also want to get ideas from other people as well. Because I'm sure there's things that I'm not thinking of right now that somebody else might think is important to include. Sure. No, that's good. I wanted to go around now and hear from each of you about uh, and ask this question. Are you optimistic that uh, WestCon can be a place where you feel comfortable and other students coming up who may be in high school now can feel comfortable in the years ahead, um, not just comfortable, but can come and thrive here and learn and uh, do what you need to do in college. Anna, you want to start? Um, Charlie, you want to start? You're muted or something, uh, Charlotte. My apologies. Okay, so am I optimistic? Mm-hmm. Everyone is capable of unlearning the things that they know. I am optimistic. I do feel like if we, some of the brutal changes that may need to be done is that the ones who can't um, adapt and change with society, maybe they shouldn't be in these positions because if they don't understand that society's always changing, then they're not rightfully in the right, I mean, rightfully in the position for that, you know, because this is a nurturing environment. We want to grow. We want to, we want to provide the resources for students to grow. We don't want to hinder them or hold them back. So if they're not on board, we should find people who have the liveliness, who looks forward to progress and making things a better place. You're talking about administrators. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Anna, what's your opinion? Are you optimistic? Are you feeling, what are your feelings about uh, the future of WestCon? You here and for other students coming in, uh, is it a place where uh, you can thrive, feel comfortable, learn, and, um, you know, grow? As That's what the uh, intention is. Is, uh, it, is that going to be true? Is it true now as going to be true uh, for every kind, every student? Um, I, I gotta be honest. I'm not that optimistic just cause of, I, didn't, I don't realize how much students don't know how to advocate for themselves. And it's like simple things like um, getting something in writing, um, you know, making sure that you have yourself set up in case, you know, whatever comes back where you need to, um, what's it called? Advocate for yourself, like a great appeal or, um, permission to do an event, things like that. And with the turnover, like being on SGA in three years, it's, I couldn't believe how much a a poor transition within the e-board can really sidetrack a whole organization. Mm. Um, last year when I was transitioning into my first executive board role into SGA, another 
e-board member was like, oh, I didn't know meeting minutes were required or like had to be written. And that's something that we require other clubs to do when they're doing um, P card requests, payment vouchers. So it's just, it's almost embarrassing <laughs> at least to be like, you know, we're overseeing all these clubs and we're not even keeping it. We're not even holding our own. Mm-hmm. So um, that's just something that I think needs to be worked on and also turnover in general. Like students are only here for four years. There's things that I've wanted to do freshman year that I'm going into my senior year that still haven't been addressed. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not going to stay any extra semesters. Um, I'm just going to hope that um, I can pass on the information I know to people who are still going to be coming back and hopefully they can carry on um, that initiative and keep it in mind. And I'm hoping, you know, it was great to see alumni speak at the protest last Friday. So I think students and alumni building a relationship is going to be ultimately what will raise my optimism because I feel like there's so much that I'm even learning now that I'm like, wow, like I didn't realize that this resource was out there. So I think the turnover and it's just, it's out of, it's really something that's out of our control. Cause it's not like you go to a you know, you're not staying, typically you're not staying 10 years for a four-year degree. So it's just so many times where it's like, you just want to graduate. You don't want to deal with it. And I feel like that's why so much has happened without it being addressed. You know, it happens, oh, I just want to graduate or I'm just going to transfer. And it, you know, that's what I feel like. I mean, it's definitely going to happen, unfortunately, but I'm hoping at least for this year, my last year, like I will do something about it. And if I can't do something about it, it's going to be known that this happened and it wasn't addressed. Mm-hmm. Good. Harrison. Um, maybe we can see just a little bit of change this year, but I don't think there's going to be a lot. I feel like students are, start, are going to start calling out, you know, administrative or professors more often. Or even alumni, like on Instagram, like alumni, he said uh, the mascot was like founding fathers, and he doesn't want to forget who the founding fathers were. But then, like, a lot of students come to back, like, oh, like the founding fathers were slave owners. Like, I don't think he understands who the colonials really were. Like, you know, people are starting to speak out more, and that's what we need to move forward. We can't just do that, like, it's a trend right now. We have to keep doing that until we actually see some major differences. Mm-hmm. Like because um, if we don't, we're just going to go back to being like okay with being uh, oppressed. And then when the next, whoever, like we don't want another George Floyd incident for us to spark a movement. Because, you know, Black Lives Matter has been going on since 2012. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was big when Trayvon Martin Eric Gardner was, you know, killed, but now it's like, oh, like as soon as they see it on video again, that's a problem. Like, we don't want to wait for that to happen again. We need to, we need to make changes now before that happens. And we don't want any, uh, anyone on campus to be feeling like, like belittled or anything. We want like people to feel like this is a home. But it's gonna start with the administrator. Like, it's gonna start with the students. They have to speak up. Like they see something, say something. So like the administrative staff to like, you know, grow from that and make major changes. Good. How about you, Susie? Um, I wanna say I am a little bit optimistic. 
we do have um strong leaders. So I know as of right now, I'm ACSA president, Harrison is BSU, and then Anna is SGA, right? And I feel like we all have the common ground of being very opinionated. Wow, I can't even speak today. <laughs> Opin- we have voices. That's, That's what I'm trying right. to say. But we're very um on top of things. And I feel like we all do care about the same thing. So I feel like if we continue to apply that pressure onto campus, because I feel like when I was watching the live that SGA put up um, of the um, March, I feel like I was looking at um, the president. He was just a little like... Oh, like a little uneasy about it and I was just like this is what we were trying to like get to you know so I feel like if we continue to um actually apply that and I know a lot of um people were texting on Instagram asking about the movement and ways that we're going to kind of change on campus I feel like as long as like we're all together and we all have us three to kind of speak on it I feel like nothing is really like impossible so I feel like continue to apply that um fall semester i feel like there's going to be a change it's going to be slowly but surely but a change is good to nothing so i'm very optimistic about it i'm very 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 hopeful good well you know maybe by the end of the year we can talk again on this podcast and see how it went just this year it's not going to end it's not uh, you know starting here it's not going to end here this year but uh, see what kind of um, progress uh, was made and how uh, we stand then, huh? Mm-hmm. Definitely. All this right. is just the beginning. Yes. Thanks for coming on today. And, uh, oh, yes, and we will uh, continue to work on this, all right? Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. Uh, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you. Okay, and here is uh, Chantel Williams' speech from the Black Lives Matter march and rally that was held on campus just a couple weeks ago. And uh, special thanks to Pat Carlone from WXCI for the audio. Thank you, thank you. Um, Next up, I will have Chantel Williams speaking. everyone. So I wrote this letter to WCSU, and I urge that everyone in this audience listens closely. Dear WCSU, you can no longer hide behind your fake truth and perfect picture you like to paint to the public. You paint this picture of a campus that is welcoming to all students, but in fact, it is not. Just because you have a black girl's face posted on a social promotional flyer, or you have minority students posted on the website's homepage, does not mean you care about our population. How can you display a photo like these and continue to have a system in place that are used to oppress your black students? I have one question for you, WCSU. Are we a threat to you? You may say no, but I urge you to think before you answer, because based off your actions, you treat us as though we are. If we are not a threat to you, then why is it that it's so hard for black organizations and clubs such as BSU, ACSA, and BSWA to host events? Why do we always have to request and pay for extra security? Why is that? Again, I ask you, are we a threat to you? Do our lives matter to you, or does it only matter when it's beneficial to you? Like when we're catching, throwing, kicking, or bouncing a ball. So again, I ask you, am I a threat to you? WCSU, it's time you take a step back and look to see the systematic racism that is happening right here at your school. 
It's not the job of the black faculty members or the black students to educate you on something that is so plainly in your face, but you choose to ignore it because it's uncomfortable to you or you don't want your truth to be told. What are you, what, what we are saying is nothing new. So if it's, it's baffling to me, when some of you try to act as though this is the first time you're hearing of all of this, when students have been saying the same thing for years, but today I challenge you to do better. It should not take a rally or for cameras to be around for you to address these issues. WCSU, I challenge you to do better. There's so much that needs to be done, but here's a few things to start with. Start by offering more courses and classes in black history and black culture. Latino culture and Latino history. Native American culture and Native American history. And for Greek life, we need more diversity in our sororities and our fraternities. We need to see the Divine Nine here on campus. And for those of you who don't know who the Divine Nine are, they are the historically black sororities and fraternities. We need to see a more diverse faculty and staff. A handful is just not enough. To the athletics department, you need to take the time out to learn the culture of your players. They are not your stereotypes. And lastly, WCSU, I challenge you to create a scholarship fund in the name of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Aubrey, and the many others who have been tragically, have tragically lost their life to police brutality. This scholarship would be for minority students who fight for injustice on campus and through his or her community. We have money to build a new student center. I'm sure you can find money in your account to put towards the scholarship. Now to the WCSU students, to my black brothers and sisters, I challenge you to speak and to not be afraid to speak your truth, no matter how many times they try to silence you. Hold your school accountable and do not wait until another situation happens to do so. You are consumers of this school and no matter what, don't, nobody can tell you differently. To my white counterparts, I challenge you to recognize your white privilege that you have and stand with your black brothers and sisters as they fight for injustice. Do not be a bystander, do not be silent. To all of you, I urge you to educate yourselves on the true history, not only of WCSU, but of America. To the teachers and future teachers, I challenge you to teach your kids the truth of America. Tell your kids that in fact, Christopher Columbus was no hero at all, but a kidnapper. And, a and he stole from the land of the native people and then stole African people from their land to come build. Speak the truth and stop telling these lies. I urge you to read books, to watch movies, and to have uncomfortable conversation with your peers. WCSU will not be the same school come fall. The rally back in October was just an appetizer. You are about to be served a four course meal in dessert. Chuck was just a start. There's much more change that needs to come. If you're not ready, you better get ready. It's time to wake up. In the words of my best friend, Joanne, enough is enough. Thank you. If you're a 2020 graduate of any of the high schools, you learned a lot from these students about what's expected of you when you get here to WestCon. We expect you to be active and uh, engage your administration and your fellow students and um, uh, enjoy your time here too, because it's a short four years, maybe five years, and then you're out in the rest of the world. 
So, yeah, if you have any questions about uh, uh, attending here at WestCon, email admissions at wcsu.edu. Yeah, that was one thing I, I, I really got from Anna was that there was stuff that she said she wanted to change her freshman year, and now she's a senior, and she's still trying to get it done. So, uh, you know, don't wait. If there's something you think needs to be changed, get on it right away because, like you said, you're only here for it, – it sounds like a long time coming in, but trust all of us who have been there. It goes by in the blink of an eye. That's right, unless you're like Pete and you decide to stick around. <laughs> For 27 years, yeah. <laughs> Which is good, too. <laughs> There's really nothing. I mean, there is some summer school courses going on. That's all good. But there's no events or anything. We're so in summer mode. Where do we stand on the return in the fall? What's, the, what's, the, what's today's uh, plan? Yeah. We are going to open for classes on August 24th. Our resident students will move in a few days before that. And uh, then we're going to see how it goes. We expect to have a good mix of online and in-person courses. There'll be some in-person events, as many as we can schedule and handle. We'll be keeping an eye on how COVID-19 is going and hoping that we can make it all the way through Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, everybody will go home. It'll be totally online from there until we come back in January for the spring semester, just to make sure everything's cleaned out and uh, you, know, you can go home and enjoy things with your families and uh, not have to worry about uh, whether you're coming back and infecting anybody here. <laughs> so we have the plan. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, and just keep on keep an eye on all of your uh, communication avenues for any news or changes to those uh, those dates and things. Exactly. We're putting up a new reopening website. Uh, it's not up yet, but it will be soon. That'll have information, FAQs, all the things you need to know. And, of course, contact information if you have questions. The, and we're kind of playing this along as we go uh, and taking in information from the state and the health districts to make sure that everybody, that the things that we do are going to help everybody say, stay safe and healthy, especially once you come on campus. It would be really helpful if everybody follows all the guidelines like wearing a mask when you're outside with, in groups, staying uh, six feet away, washing your hands all the time. That would mean you're not sick when you come here and there's uh, a lot less chance of uh, illness spreading. It's very contagious. So, uh, of course, when you're on a college campus, you're around a lot of people. We're going to have um, so physically distance, distant in-person classes, you know, you're not going to be shoulder to shoulder and a lot of stuff online, but still we want to, uh, the main thing is to help everybody stay healthy. All right. Yeah. And uh, we'll schedule, we have some other ideas for podcasts coming up throughout the summer. It's a lot still going on. So remember to 
do everything you can to uh, keep track of our podcast at WCSU because there will be a lot of good information all summer long. Don't touch that dial, as they say. Exactly. I wonder if anybody listening to this show ever had a TV with a dial. <laughs> That's a good point. I can barely remember them myself. <laughs> wow. I thought yeah, it was radio, too. Some radios still have dials, oh, don't sure. they? Oh, sure, yeah. For you kids who don't know what a dial is, it's a little <laughs> round thing. <laughs> don't make them angry, Paul. <laughs> Next week, we'll talk about newspapers. <laughs> It'll be Paul's <laughs> old guy corner. <laughs> Just come in and wax nostalgic about some outdated technology or... <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll yeah, see you do. next week right pete yes sir all right thank you all right at wcsu is a production of wcsu media engineered by peter puccio and produced by scott volpe listen and subscribe on spotify stitcher soundcloud or anywhere you get your podcasts and please rate and review us on apple podcasts Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media and on the university's Facebook and Twitter pages. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at WCSU.edu. Thanks for listening.